Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Two Brothers channel. I'm one brother. <laughs> Hello, everybody. And I'm the second brother. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Two Brothers channel. Back to you, Mr. Phil. Hey, hey, how you all doing out there? Today is an exciting ex episode. And we're going to be titling this one, The Danger in Giving People Money. The danger in giving people money. I have been in situations many, many times where I have refrained from giving people money. And they kind of look at me like, this guy's stingy, man. This guy, man, you obviously have. And you're just stingy. You don't want to give anybody anything. And what they don't understand and what they don't, and I look at them and I, I still, even though I am tempted to, I still do not. Because if you saw our last uh, video, episode 54, oh no, no, actually, no, episode 50, a tribute to our mentors you see that our mentor taught us how to be self-reliant in not expecting him to pay our way. Now, another thing, some videos after that, I told you the story about when I started my personal development journey, how I read in books that encouraged me to instead of um, relying on handout from the government, move away from that. Go and generate income. Because you can get free money from the government. Before you, it's, that's like dash money as well. It has a destructive element in it that keeps you stuck in reliance. And because you're relying on it, there's no sustainability in that. So for no reason, I consciously took myself to the social security office in the UK and I, I said, I, I'm stopping the payment. And they looked at me like I was weird. Like, huh? have you got a job? No. Nope. I said, I don't want this thing anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, thank goodness I did that. Because it looked like I was stupid doing that, but that was the wisest thing I did. Because <laughs> now that I didn't have free money anymore, guess what? I had to find a job, didn't I? <laughs> I had to find a job. Now, I'm going to switch to Mr. Clare because when Mr. Clare, I've said this story before, when Mr. Clare got to the point, he's my, he's my middle brother, when he got to the point where he was going to, he was in that position to go and get social security too, I told him, don't bother. Don't go in that direction. Because of that, Mr. Clare has never signed on in his life. He's never collected that free money. I think we used to get like, they used to give you like 70 pounds a week. Maybe he's gone to 90 pounds a week now. And I believe nowadays um, that's what they get, 90 pounds a week. 
And right now, I am proud to say that because I stopped Mr. Kinley going in that direction, Mr. Kinley gets maybe 20, 30 times that 90 pound a week now. You know? So what, what does that say? It meant that because he did not go in that direction, he did not get used to free money that gets him stuck. Or I didn't, I too didn't. And same thing I'm doing for my children now. They're not getting stuck in that. It's a quicksand. I don't know if you know anything about quicksand. Quicksand, once you're in it, it just sucks you down. Ladies and gentlemen, I knew then, and I still know now, families that are stuck in that free money cycle. I believe a lot of people in Nigeria and Africa, unfortunately, are stuck in that free money cycle by having family in the diaspora that send them money. And then instead of them, instead of it empowering them, it makes them dependent. And instead of them developing um, great habits with finances, they now start developing habits of trying to be smart on how to extract money from people abroad. Now, I know a lot of people will be like, how do you know? How do you know? <laughs> I'm not like that. Well, um, one of the, this message is obviously not for everybody. Why do I say that? This message is for people that would admit, like I had to admit many years ago that look, this free money is not good for me. And I had to submit to take my ass, excuse my language, take myself <laughs> to the social security office and stop the check from coming. Ladies and gentlemen, that was not easy to do. And now I'm in a position where I will never, and I'm not stuck in there and I make multiple times that a week now. So this message is not for the people that will say, oh, but that's not me. I still need free money because I know how to spend free money very well. And I know how to, you know, um, prevent myself from, you know, falling into the trap of using free money. And uh, this, this, this message is not for you. This message is for you that admit that, you know what, rather than relying on people that is not a sustainable system, I will stop it and, like Mr. Phil did, get on a track that I have more responsibility, more control, and it is sustainable forever. I know that it's been a long monologue. I'll invite Mr. Clay in now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's, um, it's a very, very powerful introduction to this topic. And this topic is a, is a very deep one because on the surface, it sounds simple, you know, but it has a lot of elements to it. Um, when you think about people that ask you for free money, the ones that really comes to mind are the beggars. 
in the streets. You know, you see them, they're begging, they're there day in, day out. No matter how many free how much free money they collect, they seem, they don't seem to get out of the it doesn't seem to help them, you know. And some of them make quite a lot of money. You know, some of them are actually professional beggars. So they get into the Mercedes Benz once they finish begging. Uh, they go home back again the next day. Um, I'm talking about this country, the UK. And then you see some people like institutions like the church, for example, actually free money. In fact, demand it. They demand your money. They extract money from you. And then, uh, yes, of course, you mentioned the family um, back home. And one and friends, you know, one thing that friends do is ask you for free money, both here in the UK and back home, because you're their friend, and they see you as okay. You know what? I I need your help. Okay, but nothing is too small, as the famous say. Nothing is too small, you know. Um, and you get, you get into this trap okay but then I ask myself who do I ask for money even when people I don't I don't ask anybody for money um, is that because I'm a special person and I'm filthy rich and I don't need anybody's money yeah that's true that you could say that but at the same time is a mentality kind of thing because I'll give you an example of a, of a person I lent money to in the UK, you know, and how that turned out. Where at the beginning is all nice, everybody's happy. At the end, it's not so nice. <clears throat> and the person that even borrowed money for God, they borrowed money from you, you know, and they haven't paid you back. And then when you remind them, it becomes like oh, it's an issue. And then I actually actually had to help him, uh, help this individual to say, you know what? There are laws to money. There's a book called Riches Man in Babylon that talks about the five laws of gold. So the five laws of money, you could say, more than two things. So there's laws to money. And if you don't have any money in you, in your pocket, then you should check, am I following these four or five laws consistently? Am I doing, because money has laws and principles. So it's not your about intelligence. It's not about where you grew up. It's not about the job you do. It's not about who you know. It's about the principles that you're applying. What's that to do? or strategies that you applying for money. So I will encourage you, if you have not read that book, The Richest Man in Babylon, and it's not just reading it, because I read the book about 20 years ago. But did I apply what I learned from that book? That's another level. So reading is one level. Entertainment is good. But actually, once you've read it, it's quite an entertaining read. Once you've read it, the next phase is now to apply the principles
articles within the book. And every time I go off that principle in the book, it costs me money. And I always look back at myself like, you knew, you knew the right thing to do, but you had to check this principle. And, you know, and each time I do the, follow the principle to the T, it makes me money. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you, if you think, oh, you know, what, what, what does it mean? Then definitely look for the richest man in Babylon. It's free online. You can get a PDF free. You know, you don't have to pay anybody any money to get it. And or, or just send us a comment and say, can you send us the link to the PDF? Because some people are just that lazy, you know. You know, you, you, you have to take them to the to the water. Yeah, they, they say, okay, now we're in the water. Who, who's going to stick my head in? Okay, you, know, you have to stick their head in. Okay. My head is in now. Who's going to help me drink? <laughs> so, uh, you know, but there's certain times in our lives where we have to grow up. And... You know, we could, we could be begging for money. We could be asking for money. We could be borrowing money. These are not all good signs. These are not all good signs. And funny enough, none of us have been, it's like a discipline. Nobody, none of us have been disciplined to go through the principle of actually what the rich does to make money. What are the principles of making money? Because this dear friend of mine, he didn't want me to borrow me money, actually. The way he started was he wanted me to sign for him so that he can borrow money. So his credit was already bad. Yeah, credit is done. Now he wants to spoil my credit. <laughs> so it's like, okay, yeah, okay, you know, please help me. I need your help. Uh, they won't they won't they won't lend me any more money can you please sign on my behalf now at the time you know you you look you listen to him and you say well how much do you want to borrow and you say it's not that much of money I'm talking ten thousand here now we're not even talking five thousand what's the big deal okay let me let me let me sign for you but something told me don't sign because i listened to jim ron talk about signing Sophia, do you want to say something? Oh no! <laughs> Thank you. I just wanted to say. I just when I when I did this, I just um, yeah. That's the importance of listening to your mentors because sometimes you don't have enough experience to know what to know everything. And I remember, just like you said, our mentor Jim Ron said, "Never sign." on behalf of anybody so i'm glad you got that because obviously before that happened to you you did not have the personal experience to prove what he was saying right or wrong correct but just by remembering what he said saved you over to you sir so he said don't sign you don't sign and then he said he signed you have signed i've signed <laughs> you know <laughs> When you sign, you are you're a hero. That moment, you are the hero. Everybody's like, "Hey, you know, he's came to the rescue." So when he, when he came to me, he said, "Can I sign for him?" I was like, 
I was gonna sign, and somebody told me, don't sign, don't sign. And I said, no, I'm not gonna sign. What I'm gonna do is um, I'm gonna lend you the money. You know, I'll be the people, uh, instead of you borrowing from an institution, I will be the one to give you the money and then you pay me back. What you were gonna pay, you will pay back though. Yay! Are you sure you can pay me? No, 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 no. Is that might be no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, since you've assured me, I've taken your serious assurance that you can pay back. Forget the people that will add, add interest. Right? They're not going to just lend you a money, the amount, and then collect, you're going to pay back that amount too. They will add interest to that amount, right? You know that, right? That's how they do these things. So if you borrow 1,000, you have to pay back maybe one and a half thousand. Yeah, because it was the point of them lending you. They don't know you from Adam. So anyway, I said to him, so we, would, we don't have to do any interest. So it would just be what well, I borrow you, you pay me back, no interest, Everybody's good. Everybody's good. Let's go. So the first month, the money came in. The second month, the money came in. Third month, no money. You know, bro, how are you going? Oh, it's a bad month. This month is a bad month. But I'll catch up next month. The first, second month, nothing came in. Before you know it, six months, no more money. You know, and then we just left it like that for ages. And then it was actually a friend that, a friend of a friend. So the friend that called me, then wanted to, he wanted to borrow money now. This is why you have to be careful. To, so your friends, the relationship with your friends is not about borrowing money, but applying the five laws of truth. Again, check out richest man in Babylon. So this friend wanted to borrow money now. He didn't want to borrow thousands. It was just a hundred or something. I think this guys. Me, I'm not a bank, right? The guy, the, your friend, remember the friend that you brought to me that time? Yeah, yeah. You know, he hasn't paid back. It was like, oh, he hasn't paid back. No, he hasn't paid back. Ah, all this time? All this time. Yeah. Ah, okay. I will see what I can do. So, you know, as friends are, you know, you can't just go direct. You have to go in direct, you know, anyway. You know, because it's a sensitive subject, you know, because if you want to, if you call somebody like, the money you borrowed me, I want my money back. We'll be like, ah, this guy's been hounding me for his money. <laughs> so you have to be sensitive. Sensitive to collect your own money. Your own money, you have to be sensitive. If he's a debt collector now. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so to make the long story short, the guy eventually got back in touch and I was like, listen, I need my money back. And he was like, oh, I'll pay you back. I'll do this. Anyway, the way that he paid me back again is what it teaches you in the richest man in Babylon on how to pay back your debts. You know, and it's not something that makes sense because when you, wanna, when you have debt to pay back, all of us, obviously, if you have a thousand pounds to pay back, you want to pay something tangible each time. So you know the old thousand pounds is going down. But what the richest man in Babylon teaches you is every little that you pay every month knocks that thousand pounds down. So even if it's one pound that you pay one month, hmm? even if it's as little as one pound, 
Do you know that you don't owe a thousand pounds anymore? You only owe 99 pounds now. The power in that, if you understand that concept. And it will encourage you. Because the next month you pay now, you now owe 98 pounds. No, 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 nobody's talking or, or 998 pounds. Nobody's talking about a thousand pounds anymore. I owe you 998 pounds, my brother. At the end of the day, it's only 998 pounds we're talking about because you pay two pounds. So, um, but those are the principles. So get that book, Richest Man in Babylon. So back to you, Mr. Phil. That's such an amazing experience that you had there. And one of the things that came to mind is that some people can say, well, it's all right for you guys, you know, you're, you're over there, money comes easy over there, everything works over there, there's no stress over there. You couldn't be further from the truth. <laughs> people commit suicide over money stress in the UK. We have tall buildings here. Mm. And people fly off them, forgetting that they don't have wings because of debt in the UK. So any inkling or doubt that you think we don't have money stress in the UK or it's just because you don't know. And the other one is, oh, maybe you guys, you've never experienced this thing you're talking about. Well, again, let me remind you. You see, when I was getting that free money from the government, it's like dash money. It is the same principle. And I had to cut it, not only for myself. I had to teach my brother, my brothers that would listen. Now, it is now going to my children. Now, when I tell people that now I'm teaching my children, first and foremost, when I tell people that I don't give my, I don't dash my children money. Oh, Mr. Phil, come on, you're too serious, Mr. Phil, man. What do you mean you don't dash your children money? What, what, what kind of father are you? See? If I really love my children, I better not just, I better not get them used to dashing their money. Now my children, they've learned that lesson. When my children come to me, they all have an account with me. And the account is an account that we, we agree to top up whenever they do a task. So they're used to that now. And because we have that culture, my children hardly ever come and ask me for that. I just, I need money for whatever. What they do is they call me, dad, can I have 20 pounds from my account? And then I look at the account. Oh yes, you have enough. Okay, I'll send you 20 pounds. And then they'll be like, as a matter of fact, at the end of this month, I won't hide it. Mr. Kinley actually gave us a few websites where, as a family, we're going to all go on that website and we're going to choose the ones that they're going to be make, make, making money from. 
even the 14 year old. Why is that the situation? You see, if they're relying on me, God forbid anything happens to me, then they're in trouble. But because we're moving them from relying daddy on daddy's dash money to daddy's earned money to the world's earned money, that now takes care of one word, sustainability. You see, when you're begging money from people, that is not sustainable. As a matter of fact, one of my friends, and I'll let Mr. Claire chip in here. One of our friends, Mr. Claire said something earlier on about some people, they, don't, they, 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 they even go clever. They don't beg for money. They borrow money. And we had one of our friends that his whole business was borrowing from this to pay that, to borrow from that, to pay that, to borrow from that, to pay that, to borrow from that, to pay that. And I used to look at the guy. Remember, I will just put this initial, MFP. Uh, is it? Yeah, MFT. MFT, yes. Yeah? You know who MFT is? Yep. Okay. And so that we don't mention his name. And he did that, kept his lifestyle on borrowing from this person, borrowing from that person, borrowing from that person, borrowing from that person, until we heard that he ran mad. He literally ran mad. All because trying to keep up with Joneses, we borrowed money from Peter and Paul to rob, to rob um, Mary to, to pay Martha. He actually lost his mind. He didn't need to do that if he just did the things the right way. Okay? So for people that think that they're clever, to go on that route of, oh, I will just borrow 100 pounds from this person, 100 pounds from that person. By the time I borrow 100 pounds from 20 people, that's 2,000 pounds, that's enough for me this month. <laughs> there is no shortcut to anywhere worth going. Where that guy went, is it worth going? Where did he go? He went and lost his mind. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. Is it worth going? So it's not like we don't know what we're talking about. Mr. Clare, let me let you chip in. Yeah, it's, um, it's, there are, because there are pressures that come when you borrow money. You know, people want their money back, right? And you lose credibility very quickly. And people then start talking amongst themselves. Oh, you borrowed money from you too? Yeah, yeah, you borrowed money from me. Uh, what money did he get from you? Oh, you got the. Uh, uh, that's, that's how much you got from me. Ah, why is he getting money? What is this guy doing? You know? Because, bottom line is, there are no shortcuts to this game. You have to do it the right way. And if you keep looking for the shortcut and borrowing from poor people, because nobody was rich. It's not like everybody was, you know, nobody needed that money that he was borrowing, you know, because sometimes you want to borrow money and then, you know, you hope nobody will remember that you just borrowed money. But where, where everybody is already going from paycheck to paycheck, trust me, they'll remember. 
that you told me. <laughs> you know, so there's no there's no escape. <laughs> peaceful night's sleep and it sounds you know borrowing money is not the way now you know there are there are there are levels you know to this because you know we we as business people you know you, you can raise money for a project that's not what we're talking about here you know, there are there are, so there there are levels to this. We're just talking about free money. You're going around hoping that you collect money from people, and people would not ask for it back. Especially beggars. I mean, how many beggars have you seen? You know, and it's like Mr. Phil said, it's sustainable. You know, every day you see them there, and you you know you don't want to be like them, and because you don't want to be like them, you're happy to give them your money, right? <laughs> So that it doesn't, you know, it doesn't get that bad for you too. But you know, it's not sustainable. That beggar could probably utilize a skill other than asking begging for money. There are people that have left Nigeria, left Nigeria, come to London to beg in London. That will shock you, right? People who have left Nigeria to come and beg in London to send money back home to Nigeria. You know, so it's like, you know, the, those kind of realities I struggle with. I don't, I don't understand it. You know, so but I always tell him because the same guy I meet him and he meets me, and we, you know, we get talking, and I was like, what, so what is this master plan? What is the plan? So you left Nigeria to come to London to beg, and then you know, <laughs> how does that make sense? <laughs> And he's like, yeah, well, you know, do you, do you have anything for me? If you don't have anything, I don't need all this long talk, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so that's how you know the people to just let let them be, you know, and let them. You know. So yeah, dash money. You know, Mr. Phil. So what do you think about, you know, because women sometimes when you're in a relationship with a woman. She expects you to dash her money. You know, she expects you to be the man. To so I'm gonna pull you into this this tricky tricky water. <laughs> this tricky arena. Before we, <laughs> before we do that, actually, very quickly, one of the things our mentor Jim Run, we call Jim Run our remote mentor because we never met him, but he has a very big impact on life. One of the things he says is this: he said. Don't, don't carry people on your back. Because he said that how many people can you carry and run in the race? Hmm. How many people, Mr. Strongman, you carry this one, you carry that one, you carry that one, you carry that one, then you want to start running. And he gave me that picture. And so I've got four kids. How many of them can I carry on my back and run? Or how far can I run versus me teaching them how to run? Hmm. So now, they're not on my back now. We're all running. So how far can we go 
if they're all, how far can I go if they're all on my back versus how far can I go if they're all running with me? Mm. Now, thankfully, the way I show my children that I love them is by teaching them how to run. You know what, what our mentor said it again? It's like when the deer on the Serengeti gives birth to a cow, he says, get up, run, the lions are coming. The lions, the lions are coming. Get up. Do you know that once that deer is born, it has less than 30 minutes to learn how to run, otherwise it's dinner. The mother of that day will be pushing it. Run! The lions! <laughs> the lions! <laughs> that's how, that's how our, mentor, our mentor used to say it. <laughs> so I told my children, the lions! The lions are coming! Run! Run! <laughs> now, my children are running. You know why? How, do you know I know that they're running, Mr. Clay? What else? Now, they don't come and say, Dad, give me money. You know what they will say? They'll be like, mm. oh, Dad, um, we're going to this place on something. And don't worry, we paid for you. Mm. You paid for me? Yeah, 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 don't worry about it. We paid for you. Like, really? <laughs> I'm like, they're running. Mm. They're running. They, they come and they tell me, oh, dad, yeah, I just got a new job. Really? You you got a job? <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 don't worry. <laughs> you know? So, again, like my mentor told, told us the story of the dare in the Serengeti, the lions. What's the lions? The debt collectors, the bills, mm. the pressure. The depression that comes with you, comes with you, the fear. Because I remember when I used to fear sometimes when the bills used to land, the, the, the envelope lands on my door. I'm like, shh. <laughs> Another bill. Thank goodness I'm no longer in that situation. But there was a time I was. And like Mr. Clay said, I too had to read The Richest Man at Babylon and apply the principles. Thankfully, I am no longer there. Mr. Kinley, I'm not sidestepping your question about women because I think that's another video. <laughs> I think that's another video. <laughs> How to deal with women in your with, with this situation that you are romantically involved with. But what I would say is that thankfully, I have another set of women that I'm not romantically involved with. And it is the same principle. What do I mean? We have a woman in Nigeria right now. She's a woman. We're not romantically involved with her, but we don't dash her money. She generates money with that. I'll let you see if you was Mr. Kled and I'll come back. Yes. I like the way um, you admitted that that's a whole different video. So, <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. It's something that, I think as Africans, we need to realize that we have a, the world as a marketplace. 
and the market, as our gym run, our, our mentor always says, does not respond to your need. You know, it responds to your to your seed. You know, so what seed are you bringing to the market? You know, that would be my question to you. What seed are you bringing to them? So that, that's that's all I have to add to you, Mr. Phil. Thank you, Mr. Kinley. You see, what Mr. Kinley is saying there, the world does not care about your problems. The world cares about your solution. What solution are you bringing to extract? And Mr. Kinley said something beautiful there. And it's true. The world is now a global market. Now, I'm not going to mention names, but and I'm thankful that she's a, she's a woman in Nigeria that, she, and you can see on my name, uh, on the video there, Mr. Phil Gift Genius. I am the originator of a platform and a vehicle called Gift Genius. And Gift Genius is about teaching people how to generate income for themselves, how to generate cash flow for themselves. And we are putting our money where our mouth is and we are having examples. And there's a lady in Nigeria right now. We don't dash our money. We don't give our money. Guess what? She generates money with us. And the beautiful thing is that we have shown her, she knows that her bank account is not far. Her bank account is a few minutes away from us over here. So when Mr. Claire says the world is a global market, we're telling every one of you that your bank account is not far from us. But why are we not paying money to your bank account? The simple reason is that there is a disconnect. And the disconnect is that you've not earned the money for us to pay into your bank account. So next time you see your bank account and you don't like the balance, ask yourself, just like Mr. Phil, this, uh, Mr. Mr. Clare has asked, what seed have I planted to earn money into my bank account? So we're moving from dash money now to earn money. Okay? And this lady now, she is generating money with gift genius. So the question now is this. How do you generate money with gift genius? Put comments in the description. Um, put your comment down. Let us know if you're interested. Because, hey, we only work with people that are interested. Why would I want to work with someone that is not interested? That's why we ask for your comments. If you see this video and you are interested in generating money, Right now in Nigeria, right now, today's date is the 14th of June, 2021. So it's fresh. <laughs> yeah? Find out how to generate income and start generating income right now. There's no excuse now. Okay? We'll tell you the tasks you do. You do them, you get paid. Or, you, yeah, you get paid. You generate cash flow. With gift genius, all right? And then the next level from that is to find out what, how to generate even more money with gift genius. And with the key word now, now this one is sustainable forever. What did I say? This one is sustainable. It's not relying on Mr. Phil now. It's not relying on Mr. Claire now. Gift genius is sustainable. That means that it just goes on and on and on forever. That even if I have to transition to the next life, 
it doesn't stop you. And like I said, that's how I show love to my children. Because I show them love because I don't want them to be eaten by the lions. The lions are coming. The lions, the lions. So they've learned to run. I can run. If I run and leave them, what happens? They get eaten. Hmm. But if they can run, guess what? We can show the lion. Nah, I ain't your dinner. <laughs> Not this one, <laughs> Mr. Clay. Yes, sir. Well, um, like we said, it's good. this was another exciting episode. So, everybody, um, peace and love. See you next time. Bye. <laughs> Mr. Clay likes to keep it shut. Yeah, I think everything is covered. And um, it's now time. No more excuses. Move from dash money to earn money. On that note, see you all next time.